at WFMD. It is Tuesday, July 11th. We're almost halfway through July. Woo! Man, is this year flying by. Seven months into the year, and we are coming up on August. And before you know it, it will be the beautiful fall time here in Maryland. All right, let's get to it. News and commentary on a roll. Let's start off in Pennsylvania where there is a nationwide manhunt going, although having lived in the area of Warren, Pennsylvania and Jamestown, New York, which border each other, I can tell you that is very rural and very, very woody. And the man that they're looking for is very, very dangerous. Pennsylvania authorities advising residents to remain alert and be on the lookout for an escaped homicide suspect. Fox's Jackie Heinrich reports. 15 local and federal agencies are involved in the case at this this point, authorities say they are pushing the escaped convict hard, and it's only a matter of time before they capture him. Michael Charles Burham, he is the prime suspect in the killing of a New York woman. He faces a long list of charges in two states. Police say he should be considered armed and dangerous, with over a decade of experience in the Army Reserve. They also describe him as a survivalist, someone who could live for extended periods of time in the rough, wooded terrain near the Pennsylvania and New York border, and that he's likely getting outside help. Yeah, most definitely 524 WFMD. The sheriff that that lost him, that sheriff should be fired. And I've seen local reporting that says they're ashamed. You let a killer escape. Who does that? Do your job better. The sheriff definitely needs to be fired. The staff needs to be investigated. This guy was a flight risk. You knew he didn't want to go to prison. You look up the story and read it online more in depth. He's charged with obvious egregious crimes. 525 is your time. A famous rapper speaking out against Los Angeles's no bail policy, Matt Finn, has more. Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, who has a previous criminal history himself, is making headlines over a rather simple comment about LA's new bail policy. 50 wrote on Instagram, quote, LA is finished. Watch how bad it gets out there. Shaking my head. He posted that caption while sharing a clip from a Fox 11 LA report about the new no bail policy. Now here in LA County, police are no longer detaining people for crimes like theft, shoplifting, drug use, vandalism, and many other nonviolent crimes. It means many people who are arrested for these crimes will be immediately released without paying any bail before their arraignment. The California judge who made the ruling implored law enforcement and elected officials to tell him why he should have not made the no bail ruling, but no one appealed it. All right, 50 cents, not a dumb man. The policy was first adapted during the coronavirus pandemic to reduce the prison population. I have family in Southern California. Southern California is being ruined by Gavin Newsom and other prosecutors in woke cities around the city of Los Angeles because LA is a big city with a lot of little cities in it. But the bottom line is this, Democrat-run cities are failing miserably because their policies just don't work. They're trying a nicer, softer approach with dangerous criminals, and you cannot coddle criminals because they will do what they do best, and that's commit crimes. WFMD time is 526. Let's get to it. Eight sluggers took their swings and had a chance for the Major League 
Baseball home run title on Monday. Fox's Eric Messersmith has more from Seattle. The winner of the All-Star Week event in Seattle was the Toronto Blue Jays' Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who hit 25 home runs in the final round, two more than Randy Arozarena of the Tampa Bay Rays. To get to the championship, Guerrero had to beat hometown favorite Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, 21 homers to 20. Earlier in the event, Rodriguez put on a show with 41 home runs in the first round, beating two-time Derby champ Pete Alonso. The 41 homers by Rodriguez is the most all-time in any round of the event. The All-Star Game will take place at 8 o'clock Eastern Time Tuesday night. TV coverage on Fox. I'm Eric Messersmith. Fox News. All right, 527 at WFNB. I want to sneak this in because I like Vivek Ramaswamy, the 2024 GOP presidential candidate. Vivek Ramaswamy joining Fox News tonight with Piers Morgan to talk about the race and whether he can beat former President Donald Trump. I'm in this race to actually lead this nation to a better place than we're in today. I am also ahead of where Trump was, mind you, in June and July of 2015. That's where I am in this race. Okay. And so that's a big part of we're on the rise. I'm confident we're going to win, and I'm confident we're going to lead this country to a revival. All right. Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis remains in second place for the GOP nomination. Each Republican candidate will need at least 40,000 donors on their side if they're going to make it in the debate stage on August 23rd. That's it. That's it for me, news and commentary. I went over a little bit late, but hopefully you're more well-informed as you get down the road. Thanks for joining us on the Morning News Express 528 at WFMD and WFMD.com. Rise and shine, Frederick. 930 WFMD Business Update. And yeah, he's back from a vacation. Chris Murray back on the Morning News Express. And Chris is the president of Murray Financial Group in downtown Frederick and the host of Your Financial Editor. You could hear that show Saturdays right here on WFMD. Chris, welcome back. It's good to talk to you, man. Market started the week in a positive fashion on Monday. Yeah, good morning. Thanks, Ryan. It's good to be back. Um, yeah, I mean, we started off uh, on a, a good note. The Dow was up 209 points. The S&P 500 up 10 points. And the NASDAQ up 24 points. So, uh, like, uh, kind of like we said, you know, a good start to the week. Things are a little mixed so far this morning and, uh, and fairly quiet with our futures. You know, I didn't realize how how short Janet Yellen was until I saw her with, uh, I think she was shaking hands with Xi Jinping in China the other day, but she was running to Xi Jinping like, I've got some goodies for you, just cowering down, not showing United States pride or strength at all. Um, And now she's commenting on the recession. What's this bureaucrat saying, Chris? Yeah, and, uh, you know, just to follow up on what you said, also a lot of embarrassment um, and people talking about her bowing to a Chinese Communist Party official. Um, You know, obviously that's something that we don't do, but she did, so that was rather embarrassing. Um, But she was talking about the recession saying, quote, not completely off the table. So before her and Biden and so many others in the administration and uh, talking heads in the media, had said, you know, that absolutely there's not going to be a recession. We just don't see it. They were saying things like that. And now, of course, she's admitting that 
that uh, it's not completely off the table. Um, part of that probably was because of the poor jobs report that came on uh, last Friday. Uh, obviously, it was underwhelming, and um, you look in into some of the statistics, and it was you know it was bothersome. And people still are worried about another recession. And I say another because you know the, those folks that I mentioned never acknowledged the uh, recession that we had last year in the first and second quarter. Yeah, it's just like every other Democrat I've ever worked for or been around, always cowering, always bowing down to something, standing for nothing. Some big tech stocks are hitting new highs this morning, Chris. Yeah, the valuations of American technology firms really have uh, have been on the run so far this year. Uh, close, almost back to like the dot com ni- late nineteen ninety numbers. So uh, you've got big interest in artificial intelligence and other areas. Um, so you've got a lot of these tech companies that are trading at a, what they call a 54% premium to the market, uh, much higher than the historical average of 26%. So you look at Apple and Alphabet, the parent company of Google, and Amazon, NVIDIA, Microsoft, and others, they really have been pushing the gains so far this year uh, in the stock market. Now, in all fairness, they got uh, you know waxed pretty good last year. It was a terrible year for the uh, tech-heavy NASDAQ index, but you are seeing these companies uh, push higher uh, with their uh, their stock price at the same time, as we've mentioned, letting a lot of people uh, go as far as their, uh, their workforce. It's 552 at WFMD. We're talking to Chris Murray, who's back on the Morning News Express, and we uh, were grateful for that. All right, Chris, so there's more bank regulation coming. Is this a a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a bad thing. Um, You know, it's because it's the reaction because of the bank failures earlier this year. And like we pointed out, if the um, regulators had just been doing their job uh, and enforcing the rules that are already on the books, we wouldn't have had that issue. Um, And now, of course, the response is, let's add more regulation. Let's do something just to do it. So the Fed Vice Chair for Supervision, Michael Barr, said that he's pursuing multiple regulatory initiatives um, that, you know, it's going to impact banks, which means it's going to impact bank customers. So uh, it's just that terrible reaction. Let's do something. Let's uh, pass more laws. Let's pass more regulation and more red tape um, where we know that that doesn't work because if it did, it wouldn't have happened in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, so I just read a story, very interesting about the New York Times eliminating their sports section. Now they're partnering with a website called The Athletic, which they purchased for, I think, $550 million last year. And that's a subscription-based model. What are your thoughts on some of these tech companies with these massive layoffs and what's going on in the media with Disney laying off all these ESPN people? We're, We're in pretty difficult times, aren't we? Well, yeah, and like uh, you know, I mentioned about the tech sector being at the forefront as far as layoffs, but it's really in every sector that you look at, and um, that's what the companies are having to do because of backlash, and um, you know they're not getting the revenue that they're used to. So obviously, the easiest thing to do is to cut jobs and overhead, but what they really should be doing, <clears throat> excuse me, should be doing first. Is, um, is is changing their message and getting back to just 
providing, you know, a service or a product uh, for their paying audience. Yeah, it's interesting when publications or outlets try to impose their their political beliefs to the to the tenth degree and try to water down what they're actually, you know, how they were actually created. They start losing people um, and a brand not staying true to its original content like Disney uh, is a recipe for failure. Yeah, exactly. And I think they said Disney's Fourth of July numbers were down to, Beautiful. you know, numbers they hadn't seen in like 10 years or so. <laughs> yep. So you know, they make these excuses and say that uh, whatever it is, it's the weather mm-hmm. or, it, you know, you fill in the blank. But really, it's just their message and uh, they've gotten off the rail. Most definitely. All right, Chris, what are you watching today? We have the NFIB Small Business Optimism Index. As everybody gears up, the end of the week, we'll be starting a brand new earnings season. All right, Chris, great to have you back. Thanks for checking in. We'll talk to you next hour.